This episode of the Quick Pop Podcast is fueled by Balls Garana Soda. Balls Garana is a highly caffeinated premium soda that is infused with the natural Garana berry for an incredible taste and a super caffeinated kick. Balls has fueled the days and nights of gamers and wrestling fans alike for over 25 years. Balls Garana is available in seven amazing flavors, including Balls Original Soda, Cherry, Root Beer, Orange, Ginger Ale, Cherry Cola, and Balls Zero Sugar. Flavors are offered in the iconic 10-ounce Bumpy Bottle or the sleek 16-ounce can. For a limited time, Balls will offer listeners free shipping on your next order when you purchase at www.balls.com. Use code QUICKPOP at checkout to receive free shipping on your order. Ladies and gentlemen, with a tear in my eye, a laptop on my desk, and a pseudo-cushy chair beneath my bottom, I would like to welcome you all to the Quick Pop Podcast. I am one of your trio of hosts, Jake. With me, as always, is the constant, the, the man without this, we could not do the podcast. The guy I trust with my life, it's Ron Chiron. Yo, hey, what's good? How, what what kind of what kind of seat are you sitting on? What kind of chair are you sitting on? Uh, I just want to know. Sitting because it sounds luxurious. Uh, it's not. It's a uh, folding chair. Um, it's actually one of not like the pay per view wrestling folding chairs, but the ones that like you you could get back in the day with uh, um, Undertaker's under my butt is what I'm trying to say. The Undertaker is under my gluteus maximus. Oh, okay. So you got like a like a Judgment Day sort of hey. thing, or hey. you boys you... been talking crap? That's all we do. What? I feel like I step away for one second, one measly moment, and you boys just think that you could just slander me like that? Yeah. Well, it was a day. I mean, it was a day. It wasn't just like a second. Yeah, I mean, it was an entire all... day. The time it was a good quarter of the episode. But you won't show yeah. up, and I never intentionally drag your name <laughs> through the mud. But I step away one time, one time, and suddenly it's anarchy. Exactly, pure chaos. Sounds like it. How dare you? Sounds like sounds like all, an, there's anarchy in your arena right now. All the nice things hey, 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 that hey, I hey, have hey, done. Hey, I'm just curious. Do you need to leave right now? Do you need to go again? I, I <laughs> will never be able to leave again after what I saw last week. Let's let's recap. What what happened? I'll, what happened I'll last week? What did you see? I'll have pneumonia with bronchitis and still be like, guys, what's up? This is Ace with the podcast. Uh, I'm I mean, you, only, you would still apart. sound silky smooth. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we digress. What, what did you hear? I heard that somebody is upset that I know more in tune with AEW than they are. You never said that. No, no, yeah, yeah. That was never said. That was never said. We was no, never no said. one was upset because you know more about AEW. 
we, however, were getting to the bottom of allowing our listeners to know the facts that you let on like you don't know anything. And you do. Stuff. I'm surprised you listen to the podcast. I am too. I listen to. I I edit Ron, the Ron, thing. Hey, what do you mean Ron, you're surprised? Ron, Ron, I Ron, add it to our list. Excalibur listens to the podcast. Oh my gosh! Yes, you're right, dude. Excalibur is quick pop. Excalibur I literally is quick pop. edit the podcast. Like, what, what do you mean? I can't believe you listen to the podcast. Yeah, I can't believe every you week to the podcast. Every I week Jake I doesn't. have to listen to the podcast. Well, we know that. Yeah, I mean, let's let's just throw this out here. None of us every, listen to our podcast. I listen to it every single week because <laughs> I have to edit it and look for certain people dropping potty words. I I was good. I was good last week. Yeah, he was a good boy. He was a good boy. Somehow, the week that I'm not here is when you put on your p's and q's. <laughs> I can't take this seriously. There's right anarchy there in you. there's anarchy in your arena, Ace. I just there's, I can't. There is always anarchy in our arena. I'm about to put this thing behind the forbidden door and shut them in a hell in a cell until Judgment Day. Wow! Oh, wow! Okay. Well done. I hope there's I hope there's not I hope there's not any backlash from you doing that. No, because if there is, I've always got some money in the bank to hire a good lawyer. Well, just remember to show no mercy. I was wait- I was waiting to see who would who would blink first. I was like, I'm just gonna let him go. Just gonna let him go. Oh man, I, I missed I missed this. I missed this. But yeah, no, uh we're glad you're back. That's great. I I still I still don't believe that you completely I think you only listened to the part where we we sang your praises in all of the great things you do here on uh, the Quick Pop Podcast. Remember, follow Ace Ryan. of Spades card at Quick Pop Podcast uh, at Quick Popcast on Twitter and Ace of Spades card on Twitter as well. I edit the podcast. I have to listen to the whole thing. I listen to the whole thing. And what, what did you find out? I learned a lot. Uh, actually, it was a very quite insightful uh, podcast after the first ten minutes. What about the first ten minutes was not insightful? Well, I mean, it was insightful, all right. Just had nothing to do with wrestling insight. That's all. I, I think, I think it was more so the insight of uh, America's favorite uh, wrestling uh, co-host, Ace of Spades card. Follow Look, Ace of Spades I get card it. on Twitter. It would be a blow to me too if something that I was extremely passionate about is undermined by somebody who has never seen an episode of Dynamite in weeks. Because <laughs> it comes on on Wednesdays, and there's no way I can watch it. Dude, we just said that you watch every Dynamite. You watch every Dynamite, every Ooh. Rampage, every Dark, every Dark Elevation, every pay- know- every AEW pay-per-view. Ace, you Ace, are Excalibur. Ace, you know where I get Ace, my AEW information? You're there. You're there live. You're, you're there. Watch- and you didn't say hi to me. You didn't say hi to me. And that's the rudest part of you it know. All. We're fine. With I know. You know where Ace, I get. Ace, you can work there and not tell us it's fine. You can... You know, know all these moves and act like you don't. It's fine. But you didn't say hello to Ron. That's... Do you know where I get my AEW information? Our boy Simon Miller. Jim Ross? Ups and downs and go up. (laughs) You get it from Jim Ross? Is is, is that it? Or is it Tony Schiavone? I get it. I get it from our boy Simon Miller. I'm like, yes, I am informed now. I know about this feud. Do, do you think that William Regal almost slips up every time he says "Man in the Mask" when he really wants to say "Ace of Spades" card? That's what I thought. 
Yes, silence is what you thought. <laughs> I, I caught, I caught you. I, I no, caught but seriously, it. like uh, it. I'll, I'll say this: it is always a surprise when, <laughs> whenever I somehow come out of a uh, AEW pay per view, one winning the title, but then two, you know, uh, with any kind of like accuracy. I think you said it best when when you were like. Well, I think I think in our group chat you were like, uh, uh, you know, Jake's out, and it's just me and Ace. I'm like, what? I'm like three points behind, and you were like, yeah. If you get this, this, and this, you'll win. But if you lose any of these, then then I win. I was like, oh, okay. And then I proceeded <laughs> to hit every single one, and I was when you told me, I was just like, nah. There's no way. There, there's no way. I haven't watched a single Dynamite. There's no way. I I just like with ups and downs and golden ups and brown down. Like that's how I make my decisions. Well, I will say this. I would would I steer you wrong, especially since I am locally known as the uh, quick pop statistician. Yeah. I I would steer you wrong. Oh no, I, I thought you you paused on that like like yes, you are the quick pop statistician. <laughs> I am. Like I thought there was more to that. You were like, "Would I steer you wrong?" And then you kind of like went up like, "As the quick pop statistician," I was like, "Yes, you are the quick pop statistician." And then you just were like, "You stopped." Ah, I, I don't even know where I was getting at, but yeah, I no, don't either. Uh, but yeah, long of the short of it, uh, once again, I don't know what I'm doing and blindly fumble into things that I have no right winning. Yeah, for some reason, like, for some reason, you win the AEW Quick Pop Champion, uh, the Quick Pop uh, Pick'em Champion on an AEW pay-per-view, but you lose it on a WWE one. Yeah, we're that's right. You, you are not, like, you may be all high and mighty with your WWE corporate shill, but Jake and I know the secret. You're Excalibur. Where's your logic coming from? That the only time you win is like AEW or New Japan. And who's more versed in New Japan and AEW other than the man in the mask, Excalibur? The only time he wins is AEW. He is surprisingly out of pocket on Wednesdays. And anytime me or Ron uh, put something in our group chat, when does Ace comment back? The commercial breaks. Wow. Yeah, I'm just going to level with you. There is like weekly verifiable proof where i am in the form of me having to run the stream for the church that i'm at ace on that Wednesdays. cardboard cutout in the back of the room isn't full in anymore it's not a cardboard cutout it's this would never like i'm just maybe this might be a little out of scope for me right now to say on a wrestling podcast but i guess it's my wrestling podcast so i can get away with whatever opinion i want uh that that stream would not happen if i wasn't there i'll give you that perfectly honest right off right off the bat the fact that it's live is proof that i'm there i mean tony must pay you quite a bit to to run uh aew dynamite on wednesdays on tbs i feel that yeah ron we're in a recession and a gas inflation right now or else i would come over and purposely slap you upside the face in your new home now what is uh, what is the price for gas Right now, uh, around here, 
I think, what are we having around around the four dollar, depending on what part of town you're in? Uh, I drove through somewhere in like midtown to downtown Memphis today, and it was four fifty seven. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, depending on where you go, there's a place over off of uh, uh, Germantown and Walnut Grove. There's a Circle K that's got it for thirty three ninety five. So that's why I say it's just oh, depends wow. on where in, the, where in town oh, you are. Three ninety five. Wow, I haven't seen that. Wow, uh, close to okay. my house, it's like four twelve. Oh, it's been four forty to four sixty in my location. Yeah, yeah it, it kind of fluctuates depending on what part of town you're in. Yeah, I, I haven't seen. Yeah, no, either four. Wow, it's definitely injuring our pockets. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of injuring, dynamite, which I didn't watch. I thought you were going to go right into it since you were there. Yeah, yeah, I was about to. Be <laughs> I was like, about to give me that. I was. Um. Okay. Uh. So me, uh, Ace. Uh, since you weren't here last week, and we've already discussed, you don't listen to the podcast. Uh, last week we discussed <laughs> <laughs> the situation. It's weird. Uh, Jake was not in this podcast. I don't know what happened to all of his audio. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, just, we we discussed all the stories around one Maxwell Jacob Freeman, and so after um, double or nothing, we figured, okay, he's going to take some time off TV after being power bombed ten times. And, you know, they'll work out his contract or they won't or, you know, whatever will happen will happen. And then um, MJF was delivered a live mic and cut a promo that will go down in the annals of promo history. Uh, I, I don't know how y'all felt about this. Uh, but I'm pretty certain I have a feeling how Ron felt about this. Um, I think MJF has done quality work all throughout his right now. Life. The only thing right now, the only thing I'm feeling is that both both me and Ace pretty much gave you the most gorgeous alley oop into a slam dunk that shatters the backboard, and you decide to say MJF. We had which, a perfect what, segue for you. What for injuries? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought we were starting with uh <laughs> No, no, no. Let's 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 okay, let's let's talk about MJF. Let's talk about MJF for a second. But I am not gonna let you, Did I, you I'm love not, him. No, I'm just kidding. I, I am not Ace, gonna Ace like said dynamite. ignore said the fact that Ace, Ace said dynamite. So I went with dynamite. We said yes, injuries. as in the injury that they talked about on Dynamite. We didn't talk about the injury. Like, I passed the ball. To, I I passed the ball to Ace. Ace went up, shot the thing at the th- at at the uh, backboard, and it was your job to slam dunk it. And Jake, wow. this turned on you quick. What did you do? Wow, know, right? Jake. Ace said dynamite. <laughs> okay. He said dynamite. So I went with dynamite. Injuries didn't happen. We said right injury. Back. And then he said dynamite. He said, no, he's. Yes, that I didn't watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so that, yeah, that, no, that's uh, my fault. Go, go, go. <laughs> I just, I, I loved it. I just wanted to, I want to give you heck. God, I love that Ron's gone from like the king of not doing good segues to calling other people out for not doing segues. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hurt that I am like the, I am like Mr. Tiebreaker loser. I'm just hurt. Yeah, we it's weren't going to talk okay. about that, but since okay. you want to bring it up, we'll, we'll we'll bring it up at the end. But uh, yeah, no, MJF's basically 
I would say it's better than the pipe bomb because there is so much in mystery. And I don't know if you guys had checked the, uh, the wrestling internet today, but they're saying that uh, the Warner execs are telling AEW to pull MGF from any promotionals, pull him from basically anything that has to do with AEW, pull his image, pull his voice, pull everything. And they pulled they pulled his merch. They pulled his uh, stats on the website. They have pulled see like, and some that's of the recent what, tweets. That's it, what makes me so feel crazy. like this. This is now we're we're past and moved on from. Oh, I wonder if this is a shoot or a work. We're full on and like either this is the like quintessential grand slam of Arthur uh, Ashe Stadium. Yes. Um, th- like, I don't know. This is, this is either the best storytelling ever and like everyone's on board, everyone gets it, everyone knows what's happening and everyone's playing their part perfectly. Or are, well, depending on who you talk to, worst fears that this is all real and we're watching it play out in front of us and they're trying their best to make it look like a work. What do y'all think? I think there's a lot of stuff that has not been said. There's a lot of stuff that probably won't be said, but we could be entering a very real place where uh, this is all real, but also we're entering a very real place that we could all be worked. And the fact that the, the line is so blurred right now Oh yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely wonderful. Like the best part is that you don't know. Like anytime else, you can go like, oh, you know, the writing's on the wall. Like this is fake. This is something. But this is like pure, unadulterated. Like don't I don't know. Like if you if you watched uh, some of like the fan footage after the uh, CM Punk, I mean CM Punk, uh, the MJF promo, you see CM Punk and Matt Jackson come from the tunnels trying to get to MJF. Yeah. Uh, Jackson also came out. I only heard him uh, uh, CM Punk came out. Jackson also came out. Yeah, yeah. Matt Jackson also came out. That makes more sense uh, as, as far as selling it because like with CM Punk coming out, that always just felt weird. Um, but yeah, that makes more sense with Matt Jackson. I just I think it's a work. I do, but I don't want to know that it is until they want me to know, you know, like I'm with you guys. Like, I like the fact that we can look at this and be like, I don't know what's happening. You know, I don't know. The suspension of disbelief is wonderful right now. Yes, it is so wonderful. And even though like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I think it's a work like. I'm I love the fact that it's like, but is it, you know, like this, this could, if you told me tomorrow, if like we find out tomorrow that no, this was, that was a shoot. Tony just let him um, say whatever he wanted to say. And then, you know, like they're pulling him off, you know, all this and he's going to be gone. I wouldn't be surprised either. Like both, both options are so viable, but on the deep, but in my gut, like I I also want it to be a shoot or a, a, a work because Dude, how great of a story will this be if it is if it is a work? It's already a great story. Yeah, it is. Like, how, it is already how, hit. Like how much better can this is? It? 
this is prime time, summertime, uh, Matt Menard, Magic Daddy, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard programming. This is sports entertainment at its finest. I love it. I, I honestly, I don't care if it's a work. I don't care if it's a shoot. Um, I am, I am entertained to such a level that I could see this being like the biggest thing in, in wrestling is MJF story. If they pull it off correctly, or if they, or if it's like a legit actual, like, dispute between Warner executives and Tony Khan and MJF. This is fantastic. It's putting butts in seats. It's getting people on Twitter. It's having the most casual fan religiously read squared circle. It is fantastic. And this is all making wrestling better. That's what I, that's what I 110% think about it. No, I completely agree. Like it's, it's, it's making it better. However, on the other hand, there were some things this week that made wrestling worse. I brought it back. How you like those apples, Ron? I mean, you're still you're still juggling pears, but keep going. Yeah. Take take us there, Jake. Take us there. Um don't don't gloat. <laughs> because <laughs> cuz starting starting uh Friday on Rampage, we got the beginning of what would be a landslide of bad news. Um, starting with the fact that CM Punk came out in the middle of Rampage and announced that uh, his foot... I, he didn't really say it. He he used the word broken. I still haven't heard anything confirmed on what is hurt on him, but it seems that his foot is broke, cracked. Something's wrong with it. and he's It's gonna, broken. Do what? It's broken. Oh, it is broken. Uh, I mean, he... He, he he used the words broken. Yeah. Uh, he didn't allude to it, but we're all assuming that it's his foot because uh, here's here's the thing. There was like footage from his jump. Yeah. Where that was the first time he ever touched his foot with like concern. After after his like stage dive. Um, but yeah, uh, he said things on him are broken, but the biggest thing is his heart. Because he's not going to be defending the title anytime soon. And he wanted to relinquish it, but Tony Khan said, no, you are our champion. We'll figure it out from here. But CM Punk is going to take some time away to uh, get surgery and heal up. Uh, Now, what this means for uh, the title picture is, I believe, this Wednesday, or today, on uh, Dynamite, is that they're going to kick it off with a AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Battle Royal. The winner of that Battle Royal, at the end of Dynamite, will take on the number one contender, John Moxley, uh, for a chance to get the interim AEW World Championship at um, Forbidden Door. On the other hand, New Japan Pro Wrestling is also doing an Eliminator Tournament match where it is Hiroshi Tanahashi, who was originally slated to take on CM Punk for the AEW Championship. He is going to be taking on Hiroki Goto at Dominion. So there, there is a legit tournament that is happening. And then 
you have you have AEW versus New Japan, both of their winners taking on each other at a Forbidden Door, and that will dictate who the interim AEW World Champion is. Whenever CM Punk comes back uh, from surgery and is all healed and ready to go, there's going to be an AEW World Championship unification match between the current AEW champion, CM Punk, and the interim uh, AEW World Champion. Um, But the big thing is that this summer was what we had kind of crowned, kind of slated, Summer of Punk 3. And unfortunately, he had sustained an injury that will take him out for uh, a good chunk of time. Um, he won't be back this summer. And it, 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 was, it was a blow. It was a huge blow to wrestling in general. Because this is a man who just got the AEW world title. And after a couple of shows, I think it was like just one show. He had one show. And then the next time he uh, showed up on AEW programming, it is to announce to everyone that he has suffered a injury that requires surgery. It's a shame. Yeah. Like you said, we're all hoping for Summer Punk 3. Um, like we now won't get Punk Tanahashi. It's, it, it, it's, it's a shame that it, had to come to this but also a broken foot only takes about a month to two months to heal and then rehab so he hopefully will be back before the end of the year oh but check this uh on the news of uh cm punk and tanahashi tanahashi's flat out said wrestle kingdom he wants cm punk i think cm punk could be uh good to go by then yeah yeah, I, I like yeah. that is like it, it doesn't matter if any of them are the champion or not. He wants to wrestle CM Punk and he wants to do it at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I think that would be the next place to do this, because I think you can legitimately have Punk healed by then. And uh, yeah, I think that'd be awesome to see those two in uh, Japan go at it. Because um, that's always been a thing. He's he's wanted to take on Tanahashi and it's it, it, it'd be it'd be pretty rad. Yeah, I, um, I completely agree. Um, in other injuries, uh, we have Adam Cole that's going to be out for, I think, the remainder of the month, but he should be able to go by Forbidden Door. Uh, um, Brian Danielson is also injured. He he got pulled from a meet and greet, and this one is obviously like, this one, it was an injury occurred uh, thing that... It's not MJF or Samoa Joe situation. Yes. But he was pulled from the meet and greet. Uh, He's going to take, I believe they said, one to two weeks to recover. Yeah. So he he Um, should be good by forbidden door and uh, blood and guts and all that. So that'll be good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, three major men in uh, wrestling in AEW that have been injured and it unfortunately it's not the only injury to talk about um but with that being said uh there was a there was a paper not paper there was a premium live event oh screw that i can't Sunday. do it call it a pay-per-view call it an event. call it the paper call it call it, <laughs> uh, it, it is a premium live it's Ugh. premium live event i can't it's do a it. premium live event i won't do it it's a it's a ple ain't that right say it, ace it's a ple right 
I can either confirm nor deny. It's a P. It's a PLE. But uh, we had uh, we had Heck in in a uh, sec. I guess. What? Why is Cell? Hold on. I don't know. Heck in, an, cool. Heck in a Heck sec. in an imperfect cell. Oh my gosh! He he just swallowed seventeen and not eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you gotta eat that! Oh, I, I, I love, I love the DBZ reference. Oh, you were a man after my own heart, Ace. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Hell in a Cell happened uh, on Sunday, and honestly, I'm, I think we we've, we've all talked about it. Um, WWE has been putting on some really nice premium live events. Yeah, WrestleMania well, was even was though, okay. Uh, even though I want to docu points for continuing to call it PLE. Uh, yeah. I guess more more what I would say is they haven't been hitting them out of the park, but they haven't been like dropping the ball as much lately. The lead ups into these feuds, the lead ups into these matches are still pretty much WWE kind of caking their pants on uh, storylines. But the culmination at at these at these uh, premium live events, they it, it's they, they prove really why they've like been in the business. Up. Yeah, yeah, they prove why they've been in the business so long with the delivery. Like the we could up. go back on this podcast and be like WrestleMania. Oh, that was good. Uh, Backlash. Oh wow, that was good. Um, Although I will yeah. say this. Since WrestleMania, we keep saying that since WrestleMania and the the two that have come after it, we're like that's been good. There has been one common denominator in each of those that has like blown the roof off on each time that they appear. Oh, AJ Styles and Edge. They weren't there every time. Um. Well, okay. So yeah, yeah, they were because they had the match at WrestleMania. Then they had the the rematch at Backlash. And then they had it oh, again. Yeah, they did at, have a rematch at heck in, the, heck in the Sec. Yeah, but what? I forgot heck, they had a had the rematch. What was your common denominator, Ace? Oh, that would have been Rhodes. Yeah, see, that's exactly what I'm worried about because <laughs> I agree. Like the other match. Are you wait? Are you worried? Did you agree with me? I'm Hold worried on, that, that I agree bad. with you um, because that never needs to be said on this podcast ever by me or Ron. Um, Hold on. And oh, why are you talking for flip. me? Why are you why are you talking for me? Because that's what I do. Uh, but no, I <laughs> I, I agree that who who, Rose... who lost the tiebreaker and made you champion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right, Ron. I'm celebrating your failures. You're right. I'm sorry. My bad. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no, like it, it, on the board. It, it brings up a good point. Is that Cody Rhodes' matches, well, we'll give Seth Rollins credit too, but Cody Rhodes and Seth, their matches, have been such high points of these pay-per-views that it makes the low points not feel as low. And it makes then other matches that you're like, oh, I'm not looking forward to this one. And then you see it and you're like, oh, it's pretty good. Like, I do think having those performers that you knew was going to give you the best match on cards like this make them better. And I worry that with Cody you know, not there, I, th- they need to they need to make some shifts starting tonight uh, for for the. You rep- know what's coming. crazy though? I, I will say this: what's cra- what's absolutely crazy is that 
Cody and Seth, whenever they said that they were going to have a rematch, people were like, oh gosh, so we're going to get regular WWE booking where they're going to have the same match for like a good four or five papes. And, and also it would be 50-50. And 50-50 booking. But like, let's just recap uh, Hell in a Cell. It was good. But I think the most important thing we got to talk about, because this is the biggest thing right now, is Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes has outshined everyone in the WWE. The way that he's been booked, the way that he has been presented, and especially his performances against Seth Rollins. And you know what? I will give credit to Seth Rollins because it definitely takes two to tango. And boy, do those two knock it out of the park every single time. When we watched it at WrestleMania, it was like, oh, that was a great match. I wonder how the, like, are they going to top this one? Backlash, people are like, oh, we're going to get another Cody Seth match. That one, honestly, was better than the WrestleMania one. Agreed. And then, and then we get to uh, Hell in a Cell where this continues to be a thing. You had people that are like, oh, great. So obviously Seth is going to win, or obviously they're going to. They're gonna they're gonna do a third one because that's what's hot. So it's just gonna sputter out and it's not gonna be as great. Rollins Rhodes three by far was the best match that the WWE has put on in an entire calendar year. Like from this day last year up to today, that is their best match, hands down. Which is wild, because if you would have told me based on previous years, Hell in a Cells, that like, oh, this year's Hell in a Cell is going to be a banger, I'd be like, whatever. The last two have shown that they don't know what they're doing anymore at Hell in a Cell. And you're putting Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell. That's that's pretty much a disaster right there. Like ever ever since the the Fiend moment, it's been like we're putting Rollins in the cell. It's like, oh, okay, I guess uh, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, and then, like, this year, this year has been about, like, even just 2022 in general has been about, like, uh, flaunting expectations. Was mm-hmm. not 2022 the the year where we also saw a good Saudi show? Yes, yes. Very good like, Saudi show. I was 2022 ex- is the year of subverting expectations when it comes to the WWE. Because I think we like we get some flack here and there. Uh, my former co-host, all, all being of a sudden, like it's very, we. all of a sudden it's we. I just want to point that well, out. I mean, let, let me clarify what I'm trying to say here. Okay? okay, you know what I'm going to say when I say certain person. Yes, feels like our podcast is WWE friendly. Yes, and that way you don't tarnish them and trash them enough. Oh, which and is not <laughs> true. Well, which is not true, but. Yeah. We, you know, it's weird that we get that rep because we're also the first one to be like, this was stupid. But long, regardless, this year, you know, 2022, with looking at 2020 and 2021, I mean, we had every right to be like, yeah, this is just going to be more of the same. Uh, You know, the the age old like uh, Twitter shill thing that you hear of like, oh, AEW going to put WWE out of business, even though, you know, WWE has literally outlasted like decades upon decades of other promotions. But sure, this is the one that finally does it. WWE is so old that it ate tree stars. 
that I'm it's just saying. literally grandfathered in. Like they say that, like, oh, they're you know, they're grandfathered in. They're not going anywhere. This is the very definition of something being grandfathered in. As much as I would like to, you know, say like, haha, look, finally the downfall of the giant. Like it's literally a case of too big to fail at this point. Right. Um. So all that, all that, all the crap that we give WWE. 2022 has been a really hard year to give WWE crap at their at their big showings. Their their week to week stuff, you know, it comes and goes. They make silly decisions, but yeah, their their main event stuff, their 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 PLEs. Yeah, their their premium live events. Yes, uh, they they have been like, all right, we may suck at a lot of things, but this right here is going to be where we finally like shine. Right. And shine they have. And they honestly, since uh, I'm assuming that Roman Reigns has been filming a lot of stuff and that's why he hasn't been around. They have been putting the WWE on uh, Cody's shoulders at this point. He has been blasted up to the number one spot. He is the biggest baby face. And you know the worst, the worst slash best part is he's blasted up to number one, has had one feud. Right. And it's with the same person three times. And we're still invested every single week. Because they make it magical. Because they make it and they make it matter. They don't like it would have been easy for them to 50-50 book him beating Seth and Seth beating him and like, you know, like what I thought. Like they're gonna finally throw yeah. Yeah, and then they're gonna finally throw Seth a bone. But they took the 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 stand-up position of like, no, Cody's good. He beat Seth three times. Right, but like it, they could have easily copped out and gave Seth a win, but they're just like, no, we're behind this guy. He is our rock star, um, and we're going to continue to push him as such. It's it's like he's got a monster push and he's not a monster. Right, right. Like this is the kind of like spree that would be reserved for like a Braun Strowman, an Omos back in the day. You know that kind even, of thing. Even Les, it's it's even Lesnar esque. I will say it's very well, but see, even then, like uh, Lesnar would be fed people that like had no right to try and beat him. So when they would walk out, you'd be like, all right, well, we know how this is going. Yeah, it would. But he's got that same thing against main event players. Right. I'm I'm very excited to see how they're going to respond to uh, what has happened uh, over the course of this previous week when it comes to the American nightmare himself, Cody Rhodes, because I, I don't think, I mean, he'll be out for a little bit. Uh, they're saying six months. They're saying six months, I was about six to... months for that. Yes. I mean, like that's a big injury, but like, dang. Oh no. It, yeah. No. Uh, the only person who could come back in three months from what a torn peck was, uh, one Jonathan Felix, Anthony Cena. That's right. Because they were saying and, six and to he's nine part robot. They were so. saying six to nine months for Cena, and then he came back within three. I think. Yeah, I think the earliest, just at a guess for me, we can expect Cody is if he does a John Cena like recovery, is we may see him at Survivor Series. Well, I'm sorry, Jake. I'm sure you were looking forward to hopefully seeing Cody at a at Slam. Oh yeah, I'm not bitter about this at all. That's not one. Yeah, um, he's not one of the main reasons I wanted to go at all. Not like not even a little bit. Not not bitter. About here's something but, to keep in mind though: with their star gone, they're going to have to put a star into SummerSlam. Yeah, but here's the, the thing: is I know 
who WWE values a lot. And I don't value the same. I don't know. We all thought value. that they were going to not value Cody and they've given him three straight wins. Oh, I, over I've their always thought they were going to value Co- Cody. Cody is their gateway into getting every AEW guy they want. You, you give Cody a good push, good money, show that you're going to uh, uh, treat him right. Then other AEW guys are like, oh, the place doesn't look so bad. Which, which without jumping topics too hard, I will make a slight mention of it may not be in like exactly what they're trying to do, but something's happening over at AEW. Yeah. Because a lot of people have, have started to speak up over there and not like, I don't say this in like a vindictive, like I knew it all along, but like apparently the grass is not as green over there as uh, we've been led to believe. The honeymoon phase is over. That's that's it. That's all it is. From what I hear, it isn't that the grass isn't greener. Tony kept, bringing in new people and kept having, you know, favorite toys of the month, which is, oh, is no. bound to happen. And then if you're one of the original AEW guys, you know, there's no room for you and you're getting upset because you're there. like, Oh cool. I was getting used. And now I'm not because Keith Lee and swerve and CM punk and all no. the guys are here now. So, so there was an interview that someone shared and they were trying to do it. Like, look how revolutionary and, you know, innovative, uh, Tony Khan is, but it was a Tony Khan interview pre, uh, AEW days. And they were asking him about WCW and like his opinion on why, what, why, what happened to WCW happened. And he gave like some kind of answer along the lines of they kept bringing in all these big stars and eventually, they ran out of money like and so they couldn't they couldn't handle having all the stars and so they that money just or that company went belly up because they couldn't afford to pay their guys and he's given all these reasons and like you can almost see he's like and and this is why i'm different and this is why i'll do it different cut forward you know what is that two or three years now and while i don't think he's exactly doing it there are some signs on the wall that we're getting a very like spend happy Tony Khan bringing in, you know, Danielson and drawing in new Japan and buying ROH and has punk and like all these top stars, like Adam page and stuff like that. The, the Hardys, you know, is, is Tony going to fall for his own criticism? Well, the biggest difference between WCW and AEW is that Tony actually has the money. I think he he has more money than Vince, if I'm not mistaken. I maybe, but at this point, like he, if you're going to get to a point, okay, I'm going to speak from, from a very gamers point, point of view. And I know this is a wrestling podcast, but that's my secondary passion. And, and yeah, I don't get to do this often. It's like in a civil, a civ game, like civilization or Stellaris or anything where you, where you like, you know, run a kingdom or run an empire kind of thing where, you've spent so much on your army and you're like, cool. I have this great big army now without factoring in the cost to maintain said army. And at the same time, you've got this great big army and you've got two places for your army to fight at a certain point. Somebody in the army is just going to get tired of being there. And all these other people are shining. And this is where the metaphor starts to fall off. But the point is you can criticize WDB for a lot. They make a lot of really dumb decisions often, but the one thing that they do have going for them is having raw and SmackDown 
like built to this point and then to a lesser degree depending on who you ask and what era it is nxt and that gives them three on tv like well documented and you know ingrained places to showcase stars and so you ha- can showcase them on raw you can showcase them on smackdown we- they've even shown where you can showcase somebody on nxt and then they also have their house shows and stuff, but they have three limelight places. And an argument can be made that, you know, well, yeah, uh, AEW had Dynamite and Rampage. And then you start getting into dark and elevation and stuff like that. But even those, I feel like, are not so much as a place to ironically elevate them as much just like get more people on the card. And yes, that gets you paid, you get screen time. But it's not the same as like, you know, somebody who was on a dark match suddenly appearing on like an NXT or like, you know, a three-way tag match on SmackDown. And I feel like with AEW, they have all the things in place to have something great. And Tony gets to go to the candy shop all the time and see the new big thing. And he buys the new big thing. And then the new big thing is shown off. And we're starting to run out of places for everywhere else to sit. You know, the tag team division over at AEW is fantastic. They've got loads of tag teams. But correct me if I'm wrong, there's only like one tag team title that goes back and forth, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's fine and all until you realize that like at each of your main prime events, you're showcasing the tag team title and then maybe have a chance to like showcase another tag team on tag team fight but it's got to be like this long drawn out story or, and I'm not knocking this, but it's just a thing. They like doing these big, like conglomeration matches where it's like this tag team and these other two dudes against this big superpower, you know, like the Jericho appreciation society. They'll, they're like mix a few guys together to go against like a big four or five man stable and have these big, massive tag team uh, matches. But with only having one tag team title, thankfully not color-coded like the stupid Raw and SmackDown ones are. But still, one tag team title means that at your main events, you showcase one tag team you know, as the champ versus the contender. But then to have another one, you have to build this long story in line. And you're doing this with uh, two two-hour shows. I don't know. I, I worry that... Tony is trying to do too much all at once. And yeah, he's got the money to do it, but eventually it's just going to reach a point where he's going to have to start making like major cuts, major decisions. And because he's been guy with money who can get the big matches when he has to make these decisions, the fan base is not going to respond. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll step off my soapbox now. I gotcha. Uh, the only thing, the only things I could probably note is that I know that AEW is working on a trios uh, championship, and that's why you've been seeing a lot of three-man tags, um, especially with like Death Triangle, House of Black, even what was alluded to as the Sons of Hitman uh, with FTR and CM Punk. Um, trios is going to be a thing. I kind of foresee it happening this year, uh, maybe at All Out, but... Uh, the tag team division is still trying to get more and more people in. Uh, they're still growing homegrown talent. Uh, of course, you know, CM Punk was going to be the AEW champion. Um, 
no matter what, it, you know, I guess overhang and page, uh, but you still have Scorp as a champion. You still have Jade as a champion and you still have Thunder Rosa. None of those are big WWE names. They're, they're doing, they're doing what they can, but um, all in all, honeymoon, the honeymoon is over. AEW is a company that is providing an alternative to wrestling. Uh, that way, people who don't like <clears throat> WWE could watch, could still be into wrestling. And iron sharpens iron. AEW is doing their job to create the best uh, wrestling show. And the way that WWE has been performing at their papes, at their premium live events, is they are getting more, like they're getting better and better. But to kind of bring everything back uh, to Hell in a Cell, I I'm sorry. Um, the biggest thing to take away from Hell in a Cell, and I know that we talked about the injury, but we haven't specifically said what the injury was to Cody Rhodes that's going to take him out. Or we have we have said it, but why, why it is a big deal is that Cody Rhodes had performed. And this is a big polarizing thing right now. Like, I watched YouTube videos from doctors talking about, uh, like, you have people in each camp like, oh, yeah, Cody Cody could perform with the torn, a completely torn pectoral muscle, uh, major, the major pectoral. Um, and then you have a lot of people that are like, no, he shouldn't have done that. Uh, how could WWE allow this when it only, when it ultimately comes down to uh, Cody? Cody, last night, or Cody on Sunday, wrestled Hell in a Cell. And this is where I'm going to give Seth Rollins a lot of credit. Cody wrestled with one arm. He wrestled with one arm and still made it look like a million bucks. The way that Meltzer has been describing the match between Cody and Seth inside Hell in a Cell, we might see our first five-star match in WWE since CM Punk and uh, John Cena. Because he has been praising Cody. He has been praising Seth. He's He even praised uh, Corey Graves on the commentary. He said this is the most compelling uh, match that the WWE has ever put on in, I guess, since Money in the Bank. With, uh, with John, and, John and Punk. But... The biggest polarizing thing is you you had a obviously injured Cody Rhodes, and you have a lot of people that are saying it's makeup. You have a lot of people that are saying it's makeup. You have a lot of people that are also saying, oh, well, the injury's real, but they just plastered on makeup. When I have been watching like doctors it's so uh, bull, bull kind of give their viewpoints. Oh. I, I know. Ain't that crazy? Like to to see that they are literally saying that the injury is legit because his what is it his um his left nipple is lower than his right like where it should be and my, my favorite part is people saying like oh well he was injured but like not as bad i was like okay so let me let me get this right so you think they put makeup on him and it was somehow makeup that can be rubbed on with suplexes and everything else like that and not come off. Yeah, like no that. other wrestling makeup in the history of makeup has ever not smudged, but this was the one that didn't? Yeah, I've Jeff seen Darby, Dar Darby, like, Darby, Sting. Darby, 
Yeah, even the ones where it's not like clearly like face paint, like it almost looks airbrushed on, even that smudges oh, yeah. after Thin a while. Batter. Yeah. Yeah. But but somehow his was the ultimate, and he could sweat in it and rub on it. To be honest, yeah, get, and get off that. Get off. To be that. honest, like, I'll say anyone that says like, "Oh, that was makeup," they're an idiot. They're just they don't want to for whatever reason they don't want to give the match the credit it deserves. Uh, exactly, and I think that is a huge disservice to what Cody and Seth both had pulled off of that night. Because that match, huge yeah. disservice. That match, not that like I'm not trying to say Cody was never a big star before he came to WWE. I'm not saying that. That match just made Cody in a whole new stratosphere. That match right. will be played. They will play highlights of that match as much as they play highlights of Mick Foley flying off the cell. Like we just witnessed a match that you're going to see in highlight packages for decades because right. it was a good match. It probably, it, who knows if it would have been as good a match if he wasn't injured, but the fact that he was injured and the fact that anytime anything happened to Cody, even if it wasn't like a big move, you saw it on Cody's face because like this match to me harkened back to uh, WrestleMania 14 when Sean had the herniated disc, but it was like, I'll finish the match. And even when Sean was doing just like ducks to clotheslines, you could see like his face, like wrenching in pain, like, Oh, I shouldn't have moved that way. And that was the same thing with Cody last night. Anything he did, if you like, kept your eyes glued to his face you could see it when he would like move a certain way or he'd lift his arm just like have to lift it just a little bit you could see it on his face that oh i shouldn't have went that high with my arm and stuff like that the reveal the reveal of that yeah where oh, uh God. the announcer's like cody rhodes and he slowly takes off his jacket he takes off his healthy arm first and then he shows that pectoral muscle you hear the air just get sucked in in that arena dude yeah like that you just hear the audible gap that is that is the rock sort of reaction. That is Stone Cold Steve Austin sort of reaction. Yes, but but in reverse, because like that crowd, that was a hot crowd all night. Like, God bless them. Like, that was another reason why I think that show was so good. That crowd didn't care if you know you thought the match was gonna suck or not. They were there, they were gonna have fun. And dude, like you said, Ron, the second that jacket came off, that crowd was like, Yeah, yo, like. It was, it was like, you heard, <gasps> like everyone knew he was injured. Everyone knew it would like, you know, be whatever it was. But when you see the reality of that injury, like everyone yeah. there, it just, everyone was and there. Was, here's like, the thing that also gets me about the whole, the whole makeup conspiracy. Yeah. Because that, that bruise got worse yes. throughout that match. Yes. It, who, who, okay, wait, someone said this on, I think, on either Twitter or uh, or Reddit. You know, Jake, you know how we were saying last week that I'm curious to see how they're going to let Cody bleed or not bleed yeah. on uh, on the pape? <laughs> yeah. He bled internally. He bled internally. <laughs> and that was the craziest thing ever to me. I was like, so that's how he does it. He doesn't bleed outside, but he bleeds inside. And so that makes it okay. <laughs> Oh uh, no! See, but, there's there's a conspiracy I can get behind. Cody was like, "Listen, listen, Seth, Vince won't let me blade, so I'm going to go tear off my pec so I can do this." <laughs> and, and all Seth could do was just like awkwardly chuckle, awkwardly awkwardly cackle. But that that being said, the way they structured that match was by far the best way to handle someone that's essentially without an arm. Yeah, and it is so credit to Seth there. 
Seth knew what he had to do. He knew how awkward it was to wrestle basically a guy with one arm. But those two put on an amazing show. They put on an amazing match, and it was by far the best WWE match I have seen in in 365 days. It was fantastic. Everything that I ever needed and more, the story was there. Uh, the fact that Seth was playing mind games by wearing the the dusty polka dots. Yes, um, great touch. Just the, the sledgehammer and the pedigree. The pedigree that everyone has been wanting Cody to do for the past three years, and he does it at Hell in a Cell and gets him with the sledgehammer. Like that, like the storytelling in that match was was Okada Okada Omega esque, not as great, but it was definitely there. It it I, I, I'm gush. I'm gonna gush about that match for a long for time. Many, oh, no, like, yeah. The second that match is over, I think right now we have two clear cut candidates for match of the year. It's that match and it's CM Punk MJF from Revolution. I think yes. those two matches. Are, like I'm not gonna sit here and say which one's one, which one's two, but those two are hand, but they're head and shoulders above most of the other matches I've seen this year. Those two. When are you think two. about Hell in a Cell, you're gonna think of three matches. You're gonna think of Undertaker, uh, HBK. You're gonna think Undertaker and Mankind, and you're going to think Cody and Seth. I'm I'm gonna flat out say it. I, I would three agree. best Hell in a Cell matches of all time because there's a few other ones I would put up there, but it's just personal preference. But if I can step back and just look at what is the best, I think you're right, Ron. I think those will be considered the three best of all time. I think we given, given I love I love the end of uh, end of an era match. I loved uh, uh, trips in a uh, taker with uh, HBK as the. Uh, the ref. I have a soft spot in my heart for a Jericho Triple H. Everyone always forgets about that one, but I really liked that one. But I think Cody and Seth basically put themselves in the top three of the best, like, Hell in a Cell matches of all time. We watched an instant classic. Like, exactly. There is, I mean, there's just so much about that match. There's just so much about it to love and to like, and just to watch. Because, like, God, to watch it from like the gutsy standpoint of Cody actually wrestling there, to watch it from the standpoint of watching how Seth is violent but taking care of Cody the whole time, um, dude, that ma- that that match is a clinic that like if you want to be a wrestler, watch that match because that shows you right. how to put on something very entertaining while being limited, and show you how to put on something very entertaining while taking care of your partner and your your opponent, right? Like. Right. Yeah, that I, I cannot say I'm with you, you Ron. If we stay stay on here, all we're gonna do is gush about this match for the next four hours. Cause it was Unfortunately we do have to we do have to say goodnight wait, wait, <laughs> at some point. Wait, wait, this isn't the four hour podcast. I thought I thought this was no. Ace, I thought it was the four hour podcast. We only do those on Mania. Oh yeah, you're right. My bad. So he agrees. <laughs> it sounds like Mania is happening behind Ace. Yeah, anarchy in the arena. You know, right anarchy there. in it's, Aces Arena. It's bad. Yep. This is the dynamite that I watch every day. Right. <laughs> Wonder what Meltzer rates your uh rates Two your stars. stuff. Two stars? Oh wow. 
Ace, I need you nice. to start sending Meltzer uh, videos. Your kids it would have been, been three in the Tokyo Dome. It would have been three in the Tokyo Dome. Oh my God, Ace, I need you to send Meltzer a video of your kids going crazy and have him rate it. Then after he rates it, film your kids doing the exact same thing, but just put like Japanese stuff in the background and see if he rates it higher. It's the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, absolutely. But um, put some some Asuka Kanachan like random oh, stuff. Oh, kind of. Uh, yes, like... I would. Oh, uh, yes. I, I always love some kind of Chan TV on a uh, YouTube, but um, yeah, I That's guess that's our uh, show as rambly as it is. Um, if it wasn't already said, congrats, uh, Jake, on uh, getting the title back. Um, it is my curse to get a title in an outstanding fashion and then immediately lose it. I mean, you're only tied for the second shortest uh title reign next to me because we both had eight or was it seven day title reigns <laughs> yeah so that that's a that's that, a thing and that is only because six is as low as you can get yeah well we do Unless, have another sixer we do have another sixer that is, coming that is up another sixers coming up yeah so i think the time span between forbidden door and money in the bank is a sixer yeah so that's a thing but um yeah, no, that's the show. Uh, feel free. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Quick Pop Cast. Please go ahead and give us a like, give us a follow. Uh, let us know what you think about the show. Any questions that you like to send to us, please, please, please ask away. We love to hear back from you. Um, also, you feel free to follow us separately. Uh, Ace of Spades card at uh, Jacob Derek Six. Don't follow me if you really want to follow me. You'll know how to find me. Um, and that's pretty much the show. We do have shows coming out every Wednesday, as you may know. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell tell someone if they want to get into wrestling, come check out the Quick Pop Podcast because we are the pinnacle of sports entertainment. I agree, sir. I agree. But until next time, just remember the WWE makes a lot of boneheaded decisions, uh, but Cody Rhodes was not one of them. Also, uh, walk with Ezekiel. Bye, everybody. About to turn heel. Cool. Make sure that you're following us on all of our social medias, including Twitter at Quick Pop Cast. Facebook at the Quick Pop Podcast, and Instagram as well at the Quick Pop Podcast. Any of those are great ways to reach out to the host of the show, and we'd love to talk to you as well. We are constantly speaking on current events and would love to hear your opinions on stuff too. So get in touch with us today.